with Serge Vicente and Darnell Giovanni. No need to fight. Just listen up and get it right. Brothers in combat, baby. We rolling! Yeah! All night long. Boom. Boom. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the dynamic duo of MMA. We got brothers in combat, not your average MMA podcast with me, Serge Vicente, the Fight Podcast, and my brother sitting right here next to me, none other than the mystic one. Brother, let them know who you are. Yeah, boy, mystic black Darnell Giovanni in the house. We're back another week, another show. Serge in via New York. He's on the Eastern time right now. Man, how, how does man. it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say this, man. And the fact that we are both on the same coast now, the fact that, you know, we didn't have to like decipher different times and shit <laughs> like, oh, look, I got to carry the one. You know, it's this time we're able to just get it cracking. It's the same time. We're in the same time zone. And we got so much fire shit to talk about today. Hell yeah, and let's get directly into it. This past Sunday, one of the biggest fighters this year, and I'm not talking about Floyd Mayweather, I'm talking about Logan Paul, baby, took on one of the best fighters in the history of boxing, Floyd Money Mayweather, in an eight-round exhibition down here at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Miami Gardens, Florida, just to be specific. Uh it was, it went every round. It went every round. Some people didn't expect it to. They thought Floyd Mayweather would knock him out immediately. Serge, was this everything you expected or you wanted more? I'll say this because I've really been thinking about this and I've watched the event. And at the end of the day, what did we really expect? This is exactly what I anticipated. It was Floyd Mayweather, a guy who has never been known to have power. He went against a guy who is. 30 pounds heavier, who is 15 years younger, and is an athlete. Now, do I feel like Floyd probably carried the event? Absolutely. He definitely carried the fight, even to a point at one point in time in the fifth round, it looked like he literally carried this dude. But um, it, 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 we should none of us should be surprised. Floyd Mayweather is about making some cash. He, they're going to extend this fight out. Would I have liked to see a little bit more finality? Absolutely. But when it boils down to it, at the end of the day, this is this is what we, you know what I'm saying? What is it? How do people say it? It's like, you, you want to play with clowns, you in a circus type of shit. Like, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a shit show, and this is what we got. This is exactly what I anticipated. How about yourself, man? Because a lot of people did think differently about this fight. Is it what you thought it was going to be? A bunch of my friends kept asking me, which is weird because... When it comes to boxing, not, not too many of my friends really care about that, but I kept getting questions. Are you going to watch this fight? Are you going to cover this fight? All these questions. I'm like, hey, I'm not paying a dollar for that money heist. Absolutely <laughs> not. It was exactly it what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. I told my friends, listen, it's going to be a sparring match. The more Floyd Mayweather is in that ring, the more money he's going to make. Have you ever seen Floyd with that many uh, logos on his pants? Never. In any Never. Usually it just says Hublot on, on, on there or that. Is it Hublot? Yeah, it usually says Hublot on his pants. Yep. And that's and that's it. And that's he has it. All these sponsors on his pants because you know why? Every single minute he was in there, the more money he got. And they talked about uh, Logan almost going down, almost getting knocked out. Floyd could have knocked him out if he wanted to. He could have knocked him out whenever he wanted to, honestly. 
from the body shots that he was taking, Logan looked like he wanted to give up in that third or fourth he round. Did. Yes. Give it up to him for staying in there and not giving up because he could have no matter what, but he True. made it through. I got to give him kudos there, but the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to be. It was a sparring match between two guys, something you could probably go watch in the gym. Logan is a very big human being, as you can see, but he is not in any kind of caliber to Floyd Mayweather. No. There was no shocking ending that was going to happen. There was only a, you can, you could have won by knockout. Yeah, somebody could have won by knockout, but they yeah. just kind of told you that to give the fans something to think about that Logan maybe could knock out Floyd. But Well, I'll say this too. If Floyd actually wanted to knock Logan Paul out, especially in those middle rounds when he, when he was starting to put some pressure on him, when, when have, we, have we ever seen Floyd Mayweather headhunt? Floyd Mayweather doesn't headhunt. Floyd Mayweather is a tactician. Floyd Mayweather is somebody who goes out there and knows exactly what he wants to do. Anybody's looking at it, and yes, has he slowed down? Yes, we all understand that. But if Floyd wanted to really get him out of there, especially when he saw him starting to get tired, go back and watch the McGregor fight. What does Floyd Mayweather do to people who he doesn't believe belong in there? Did we at once see one of his main weapons, that jab to the body? Floyd does an amazing job, jabbing to the body, coming upstairs. We literally saw a clip of, of Logan Paul's trainer jabbing him to the body, coming over to the top of the right hand, and absolutely cracking um, uh, Logan Paul. That was his trainer. What a focus, Nick. Do you think Floyd Mayweather couldn't have done that every time he wanted to, if he actually wanted to? He absolutely could have. So seeing that, I absolutely believe Floyd carried the fight. I absolutely believe if Floyd actually wanted to get him out of there, he could have. But, and I'll say this, I think he did have difficulty with Logan Paul. I think the fact that Logan going into the latter first rounds, all he was doing is holding. Floyd couldn't get him off because he is a guy who was probably the day of the fight 50 pounds lighter. Yes, Logan Paul weighed in at 185 or whatever pounds. Do you think he didn't rehydrate? He probably rehydrated at minimum 15 pounds. So the day of the fight, he was probably somewhere around 50 pounds heavier than, than Floyd Mayweather. And you got to have a guy 50 pounds heavier just holding you. Look, we, we, we were MMA pod. We're the, the, the dynamic duo of MMA, not your average MMA show. So I know a lot of you guys listening right now have trained jujitsu and stuff. We've all rolled with somebody who's bigger than us. When one of those dudes who is bigger than us lays on top of you, it's a bitch to get him off. Boxing is the same way in terms of grappling. If this big dude holds on to you, he won't be able to get him off. And that's a lot of things that we ended up seeing. Kudos to him for, for holding. And here's another thing. And I got to ask you about this. Everyone is all hype about it. Oh, Floyd didn't knock him out, blah, blah, blah. Floyd has never been a big puncher. Floyd don't knock nobody out. And not only does Floyd not, doesn't knock anybody out, he's 50 pounds lighter. What did people expect? It, it's really like, I'm really confused at this point in time. It's so crazy. But the Paul brothers have sucked us in to this, this circus. They've sucked us in, man. And it's crazy because when it really boils down to it, at the end of the day, guess what? They are the face of combat sports. Congrats. <laughs> you did your thing. I was try I've been trying to tell the people that asked me about this. Listen, they are the face right now. Believe it or not, accept it or not. Look, we got a, another Paul brother fighting. And we're going to talk about that later on. Somebody that you would never think in a million years of fight that he would get. But he got it. He 100% got, got it. it. But I'm just wondering how the numbers are going to look. 
but I think they're going to look high because the amount of demand and people that were posting about it, people that were upset about it, that means they went and they purchased it. I had friends go to the stadium and go watch that fight, which was a big ripoff to some people. As you saw, Eddie uh, Hang put the, the video of him buying second row seats for $750 each to not even be close to the ring. Not even be close. So Bro. it was May- Mayweather said it himself. Big money heist he made. He's probably going to make $100 million off that fight. And listen, Floyd Mayweather is one of the smartest guys in combat sports history because he's a man who bet bet on himself. He bet on himself, and he got to a place where he is now. This is a guy who paid $750,000 to get him out of a contract, to start making $2 million per fight, to start making $25 million per fight, to start making $300 million off a fight. Come on, guys. You've got to know Floyd Mayweather better than this. He's a good salesman, and he got us again. He got everyone again, so you can't be upset at him. But let me ask you this, Serge. Do you want to see Logan Paul fight in another boxing match or maybe see him in the realms of MMA or over the Logan Paul thing? And you kind of want to think about the brother who, in my opinion, is an actual better boxer. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not want to see Logan Paul box again. But he did just fight for Showtime. And Showtime has... Bellator. Little organization called Bellator. Bellator has been known to put on some shit. I can absolutely... And we forget Logan Paul was a... Might have been an All-American high school wrestler. He was a wrestler. He was a very good wrestler. I, 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 if he legitimately wanted to compete in MMA and train, Logan Paul might not be bad. I could absolutely be okay watching Logan Paul compete in MMA while watching his brother compete in boxing. I honestly think they can continue growing in the sport and continue really being the face of combat sports, the two of them, if they actually go down that line. I think Logan should venture into MMA and, and start dealing with Bellator and dabbling with them because he already has a Showtime deal. And then we have, I can't fucking believe we're talking about this and taking this seriously. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe it. Like, and I'm, and I'm dead ass in saying this, but I can legitimately see because it's that, and again, we'll talk about, you know, the Jake in a minute, but Logan, he has wrestling pedigree. He's a big, he's a legit athletic kid. And we forget there's clips of him out there wrestling with Bojachina and Vino, Mr. Irrelevant. We have, we, we have that going, going crazy. on. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have videos of him going out there, and he's giving him decent work. So you can tell he's a big kid who can actually wrestle. So, yes, I can absolutely see him competing in, in MMA, but not boxing anymore. I think his boxing career is done. Because at the end of the day, he and his brother are going out here now saying that he beat Floyd Mayweather. You can't get better than that. You can't get higher than that. You can only go down from there. He won't box again, but what he will do, we will see him compete in MMA. It's going to be a no for me. I do not want to see Logan Paul. Well, I don't want to see it either. I'm just telling you what will happen. I don't think it's going to happen because I remember him <laughs> saying, listen, MMA is very rough on the full body. I got me, blah, blah, blah. 26 years old. Should we be having those issues? Probably not. But MMA is too dangerous for them. They're not going to step into that realm. They don't want to get killed by these monsters. There's nobody that they can give them 
that's going to be a, a walkover for them to win and propel them. Dylan no. Dennis. Ah, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Dennis doesn't even want to fight anybody regular in, in his own sport because he's dealing, no. he's dealing with some bad knee problems and he needs to get over that before he wants to talk shit about anybody because I'm tired of seeing Dylan Dennis just troll everywhere. Dylan Dennis, unless you're going to fight, we don't want to hear it. We don't hear want you. to hear it. But I'm, the only reason I say Dylan Dennis because that that's a type of guy. That's a, the fight. Bellator will put on a shit show, and they will absolutely give him some type of cab driver to beat. I've seen Bellator put on give these random people that don't belong in their opportunities. They can pair him up with another YouTuber or so, or an old wash somebody and actually have him in there compete. I I, I can. It, and here's the thing too. It makes if it makes dollars, it makes sense, fam. It's gonna make dollars. And we're you're you're always telling me about the business, fam. <laughs> this is business. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. It does, but I don't think Logan. I don't think Logan will do it. I don't think he will do it, and I don't think Bellator has enough money to throw at him to be for him to to to, to run it there. I don't think so. But Dana White seems to be warming up to him a little bit. They asked him a question this morning, and he said, oh, yeah, I, 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 "I think about that. I can't really. Before I used to be like, hell no, I would never let them in here." And now he sees a, the, the man that they have, and Dana White is making money immediately. Remember, Dana White has said a lot of things in the past where he wouldn't do it. And then you see the man, and all of a sudden, he's doing it. So don't be surprised if that happens or Dana White throws it. If Dana White can throw money at him, then maybe. But if not, yeah. nah, it's not happening. We'll see Logan box again, maybe against somebody more his size and a little bit competitive or, or some other celebrity. He'll pick beef with or something like that. But let's go to the to somebody who's very impressive on this card. Chad Ochocinco. I put Johnson there, my bad. Chad Ochocinco, which I was just nervous about going into there because we did not want to see another Nate Robinson go in there and get knocked out by one of these legit fighters. But the way he spoke before the fight, and he was very calm, saying he's nervous. He's stepping into some another person's land to where that's how they make their money. I like that he was saying that, and to me, he proved very well in that fight. Sergio, how did Chad look to you? And do you think people are putting that knockdown over the actual performances he had throughout every four of those rounds? Because man's just throwing a jab. He was doing a lot of different things. Give me a, a breakdown of Chad Ochocinco's performance. Hey, real quick, put the camera on me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. If you're one of those people out there that is shit-talking on Chad Ochocinco, that's sitting here looking at that knockdown and is sitting here putting up memes like, oh, hit like Nate Robinson, you're a clown. You're a sucker. That's what you are because Chad Ochocinco looked great. So what? He got hit. He's not a fucking boxer. He was a little out of control, but let's talk about what he did well. Chad Johnson honestly won Ochocinco, I'm sorry, won three out of four rounds and he was winning the fourth round. We forget that knockdown happened with a minute left. He won three out of four rounds. He rocked his opponent multiple times. He rocked him in the first round. He rocked him in the third round. He was landing check left hooks. He was landing snappy, snappy jabs. He showed good footwork. He showed good head movement. He showed good awareness in the ring. Now, he did, he was a little sloppy at times, and that sloppiness is what caused him to get hit. He was also off balance when he got cracked with that shot. So it made it look worse than it actually was. We forget the ref didn't even get to a, didn't even get to count because he was on his feet so quickly. 
<laughs> Chad Ochenko looked great. He made an amazing account of himself. He should be absolutely proud. And not only should be proud, all of us watching should be giving him nothing but our utmost respect. Because everybody who's going out there talking all that, that, that monkey ball, who's out here saying that he, oh, he's a joke, he's this, he's that, that's what he gets. Obviously, you didn't pay attention to the match because if you did, you can tell that he absolutely took this opportunity seriously. He cut 20 pounds just to make this weight class. He was training with the Charlo twins, sparring rounds with two of the best boxers in the world and actually getting work in. He was training with Jorge Masvidal and sparring with him as well. He took this extremely, extremely seriously. He looked really good doing it. He should be proud of himself. I, as a fan of Ocho Cinco, as a fan of boxing, I think he made a great account of himself. Hold his head high. He won that fight. Salute to you, Chad Ocho Cinco. Hell yeah, man. I was so proud to see him. Miami boy from down here. Everybody was there to support him from Ter- Terrell Owens, uh, uh, Brandon Marshall. The whole squad. Uh, the whole squad was there to support The whole uh, him. I Am Athlete speed. pod. If, yeah, yeah, athlete, yeah, all of them were there. And they were, and they were talking about it on their podcast, and, it, and all of them showed up there, which I love to see that. And as soon as Chad started and I saw he was being patient, I love that. I know at one point he got a little reckless and they were throwing some crazy, crazy guns at each other. But, hey, it's a fight at the end of the day. It is a fight. A fight. Has to break and, the out. Fact, and the fact that he was willing to even do that with somebody who fights bare knuckle in MMA, that shows you the, the tenacity and the, that's the want that Chad for anything that he does. And he said this, anything that he does in his life, he puts his full effort into it. And you can see that he was putting in that work and it showed in that boxing ring. And I personally want to see him box somebody again. And the person I want to see him box was that guy who was talking shit during the, there was a the press conference and he kept asking all these questions about, are you legitimate, blah, 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 saying all this stuff. Go fight Chad Ochocinco then. He's talking about he's a boxing coach. All right, boxing coach. Fight Chad Ochocinco and see what happens. I would love to see him back in that boxing ring. Hopefully, and on the next whatever next card they have, we get to see him again. Cool, calm, Ocho Cinco. But as a full, great. as a full event, Sergio, did you enjoy that card? It was was the the from the Badu Jack fight to to Herd Loon, which was very crazy. If you want to talk about anything else that from that card, all right. Wait, well, let's talk about this. Um, the card itself. I, I can I can give it a C at best, to be honest with you. The C at best. Um, I think we are similar in this regard. Maybe not. I guess I love like I, I understand what them putting. I love Jesus Romero. I watch their show every week. Mm-hmm. When you have these individuals out there who do not understand what they're watching, all they end up doing is shit talking these athletes. That's not fair to those athletes. I don't like that. I've never liked that. I think it's ridiculous. I think we saw what Snoop did on that, that first trailer card with Mike Tyson. And I think they've, they've been trying to just up it every time. I think it's a mistake. Don't do that. You're making people look bad. And also you're making a mockery of the sport. Once you do those things, I don't like that. So for me, that already knocked it down. Also after that, I don't like events outside. It's raining. Why would you make an event outside in Miami? It rains every 10 minutes in Miami. Why would you do that? So it's fucking pouring out there. You have to stop. And what does that do? Let's talk about the Jared Hurd fight. Now, I'll say this. Jared Hurd has the worst fight IQ in the history of boxers. It's, 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 it's so upsetting to me because he has all the ability. 
Jared Hurd is somebody who has great power, you know, but we said it time and time again. He is actually beaten. He's beaten. Uh, what's it called? He beat um, Eres Landi Lara. Okay. When you beat Lara, that there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. When you beat Eres Landi Lara, you are the man. When you beat Lara, you are somebody who is absolutely special. He was able to do that. A lot of people can't do that. But he went out there, and I'm telling you, just didn't look good doing it. He went out there and was his defense was his face. He was just hitting me, hitting me in the grill. And he was just allowing it to happen left and right. I was extremely, extremely disappointed in what I saw with that. But here's the thing, and I'll talk about, again, the venue and the event as well. They had to take a lot, a lot of breaks in that fight. There was a couple times where Jared Hurd had his opponent hurt. And I'm talking about his opponent, I'm talking about uh, uh, Luis Arias, went out there, veteran in the game, has a couple tough losses in his career, but this is by far his best win. He went out there and actually took it to Jared Hurd. He looked good doing it. He never slowed down. I had him winning seven out of the 10 rounds. I thought he looked amazing doing it, and he earned that victory. So, so that fight, I was very disappointed in Jared Hurd and what I saw, defensive laps and everything, but those breaks in between didn't help him at all, okay? Uh, the rest of the fight, obviously, Battle Jack fought some cab driver because his opponent pissed hot for every steroid under the sun. So unfortunately, we didn't get that fight. Otherwise, that probably would have been an amazing fight as well. So with all of these things being said, I have to give the, the, the card and put a bow on it because let's keep it an absolute beam. That Mayweather fight was garbage. That Mayweather, uh, Project Paul, uh, Logan Paul fight was terrible. Out of an, an eight-round fight, only 73 strikes were landed in the entire fight. I'm going to say it again. 73 strikes out of an entire fight landing between two different fighters. Logan, for all of you guys saying that Logan won, you cannot win a fight only landing 13 punches. You cannot win a fight only landing 13 punches. Okay? So that is why I'm looking at it. I'm disappointed the event wasn't entertaining. And it begs to question how long can we continue with these sideshow type events headlining big cards. It really starts for me to bring the question is, how sustainable is this business model? Well, speaking of that, we threw another one on top of there. Jake Paul is taking on Tyron Woodley in August. Of course, that was <laughs> last week, but they had their official square up face-to-face the first time and energy. I was, I was down there in Miami at 5th Street Gym, Muhammad Ali's old gym. I was in there. That energy felt It was a good energy in there. I was getting pumped. I'm just like, oh, man, this feels so good. Another Paul brother headlining a Showtime pay-per-view card. I personally think this one might outsell the Mayweather card that we just saw now. I think it will outsell it. Tyron Woodley is going in there against a 23-year-old YouTube star, but professional boxer. I'm going to give him that because he goes in there and he puts in that work and he's fought and he, and he's fought Ben Askren, who's not a boxer, but he is a combat sport athlete. But now he's getting in there and he's fighting somebody very legitimate. You know, Serge, you seeing that face off, you seeing the way Tyron Willie was talking to him. You're seeing the pictures that they're taking promotionally wise. Are you interested in this fight to see what's going to happen? Are you team MMA and I want to see Jake Paul get knocked out or are you I want to see an actual good fight to see if Jake Paul is legit. I am team, obviously I'm team MMA, 
But I'm also team, because here's the thing, I'm team MMA because at the end of the day, as annoying as these kids are, I, I don't want to, oh, I don't want to imagine the cash, like the Twitter world and these dudes, if he actually knocks out Tyron Woodley, it's nauseating to think about it. I don't want it to happen. But as a fan of combat sports, I'm curious. And I'm actually excited about this fight because this is, I don't want to say this is an appropriate step up because for Jake Paul, I think this is a huge step up. I think a lot of people don't realize it. It's a huge step up. Tyron Woodley is somebody that has trained at Mayweather's gym for years. In 2013, when Jake Paul was over here playing grab ass on Disney, Tyron Woodley was knocking out Robbie Lawler, okay? Shit like that was happening. So we have somebody who is, is a combat sports athlete who actually knows how to use his hands. We're not talking about a Ben Askren that was two months removed from hip replacement surgery. Guys, he was removed from hip replacement surgery. And he was a guy that, if you look at it, never had any hands and obviously didn't train for that matchup. Look at what Tyron Woodley looks like. He looks in incredible shape right now. He... Obviously, he's coming off of four losses in a row. So for him, and this is why I'm excited for Tyron Woodley for this one. He has a legit opportunity. He, he's had a terrible relationship with the MMA fandom throughout his career. Terrible. Because of Dana White and other reasons, the fandom has other reasons. Uh, the fandom has really not been kind to Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley has an opportunity to get the biggest payday of his career, and then turn around and also be the MMA darling, something that he has never had in his life. I'm legitimately excited for Tyron Woodley. And just, I, I, I do have excitement level for this matchup. I can't lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the matchup. I'm not team MMA. I'm not team boxing. I'm, not, I'm team combat sports, of course. And I want to see a really good fight. And seeing how emotional, you don't see Tyron Woodley emotional like that when he's about to fight somebody last time he was even that close to being emotional was of course against Kobe Covington, but he didn't even speak. He just said black lives matter. He didn't say nothing else. Not that was not that that wasn't important, but he wasn't as emotional. Uh, when he fought Usman, that's when he was talking a lot because he felt like Usman was kind of disrespecting him and just like, listen, I've been doing this a long time. I'm gonna beat that ass, you know, but he's never been that emotionally charged compared to where he was with Jake Paul, who once again, 23 year old, younger kid, but this younger kid is going to give you the biggest payday of your life. So now, it, to me, it's smart on Woodley to talk a lot, to do a lot of different things. Because now you're on a big stage and you can promote a lot and make the most money you have made in your whole entire career. And at your age now, too, Tyron Woodley is almost 40 years old. He's not going to have that many opportunities after this. Everybody nope. thought he'd probably go run to Bellator, run to Risen, run to one, to one championship. No, he ran to a Paul brother to make the biggest payday of his life and it's smart on them. And I feel that we're going to see if Jake Paul is a legitimate athlete. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know my, I don't know, box, yeah, boxer too, of course. No, I, I think Jake, I mean, to yeah. be fair, I legit, I think Jake is a legitimate athlete. These yeah. two kids are athletes, okay? Um, and I'll be honest with you, Jake is a legitimate boxer. Yeah. He takes this shit seriously. And yes, you know, he had the money from his YouTube and everything to pay the best coaches and trainers and nutritionists. He is getting, he is getting the same quality work and training and 
supplementation that somebody like, like, like a Conor McGregor would, okay? Then literally, that's what he has with him. So he's getting better work and help right now than most big-name fighters actually could. So we have to keep that in mind. He's he, And he's young, 23 years old. He's a 23-year-old kid. If he actually wants to take this seriously, and here, think about it. He's been boxing seriously and training this seriously for about, since he was like 18, 17, 18. He's been doing this shit for like five years. This kid is an act. We have to start admitting this. Jake Paul can box. Jake Paul is a boxer, and he is selling out pay-per-views. And you know what? If Tyron Tyron Woodley should win this fight. Tyron Woodley should drag this kid. But if he doesn't come on his A game, this kid will find a way to win. I'm telling you. Tyron Woodley. I'm going to say this. And look at me, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. When you start this training camp, turn that phone off. Turn everybody off. Shut everything down. And wherever you are training, if you're training down here in Miami, if you go to Oakland and see Andre Ward, wherever you go, shut everything down and completely concentrate on this fight because I feel if he does that, it will not be even close. I don't think it'll be even close if he completely goes in there with a full focused mind to go in there and have a great fight. So I, that's what I'm hoping for Woodley. But let me ask you this, Serge. Do you think this is going to kind of help MMA fighters make more money? Like Dana White's going to want to give more money? Because I see guys like... Uh, Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou. A lot of these guys questioning. is like, you know what? Should I even fight men's martial arts? Because these guys are going to boxing and making millions of dollars, and I'm making 500 k and I'm the baddest man on the planet. You know, I'm sure uh, Francis Ngannou gets an extra check here and there, but he's not making a base pay to where you're guaranteed this money. We have other guys in MMA calling people out, hey, any YouTuber out there want to box? I'm down, because they know how much money they're going to make. Is the Paul brothers changing the landscape of mixed martial arts because they are bringing these guys over there? I, I believe that they're going to have to start taking these gripes seriously. We're coming off the heels of Mystery Relevant John Jones and his whole struggle that he has and everything that's going on right now with, with, you know, with that possible fight and what he has going on. One thing I'll say is this. It absolutely should. And if anything gives these fighters a reason to unionize, this should be that reason. You guys are starting to see the light. You're understanding that these, these YouTube kids are going to be able to be making more money than you, offering you more. And, you, and they're not fighting anybody. They're fighting schlubs and making this cash. Dana White isn't paying anybody, and they're not trying to. The UFC, time and time again, we've all talked about this. Out of all the professional, the major professional sports leagues, they give their athletes the smallest part of the pie. The ownership gives everything else. They get a tiny, tiny percentage. I believe it's by 15%. It used to be less than that. But here's the thing. Remember, they just, UFC just went public. Those numbers are all out there. And in those same numbers, that number is baked in, into their assessment, into their business model is we're not paying these athletes. Dana White gets paid. UFC gets paid. The fighters get paid a very little bit. So in knowing that and hearing that and the fact that this is actually baked into the UFC's business plan, nothing changes unless the fighters all together strike and unionize. But I hate to say, I don't see that happening. I, 
I think I see it happening in the in the future for sure because then you're going to start losing a lot of guys. It's going to turn into basically what's happening with Vince, Vince McMahon in a WWE right now because these guys can go to AEW and get paid. They can go over there and get paid, even though sometimes WWE is going to always be. Oh well, you know what? I can't say that because AEW is doing a good job. Sorry to AEW is killing it. Yeah, sorry to harp on the wrestling uh, itch here, but it's almost the All same right. kind of situation. I can go over there and make more money, and I don't have to do this, this, and that to make that amount of money. Then I can have sponsors too. Come on now. I think they're going to have to do it at some point. They're going to have no choice. They know why it's very stubborn, but we are going into a different space within the entertainment and fight business. It's coming to more entertainment now than, you know, some legitimate stuff, unfortunately. But this is where we are, and this is what is happening right now. So I do think it would happen because they're going to have no choice. I, I hope. I hope so. Um, but I am... Fighters, if you're listening to us, and I know you, know, you guys listen to the show... This is the only thing that's It's up to you guys. The fighters have to band together and do this and sit there and say, hey, we're not taking this anymore. We deserve more. And until the fighters together decide to do it, because the UFC is not changing anything. They're not going to go ahead and change. They're like, we're getting paid. This is how we do business. I'm telling you right now, if, they, if the fighters, if this is up to the fighters, you and I, people like you and I can talk to a blue in the face. Luke Thomas and them can talk to their fucking blue in the face. If the fighters don't band together, and, and, and I'm talking about the richest of the rich, talking to the guys that not make money. The rich guys have to say, hey, we're willing to, I know we're set, so we can take a step back. And then the guys who aren't making any money, nigga, get an Uber gig, get something, figure out what you got. Teach you to make ends meet until, this, until you get through the storm. We, you have to sacrifice something to make this happen. Sacrifice for the greater good so all y'all can get paid. If, it, if you don't sacrifice, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's frustrating. It's frustrating yeah. because you and I are for the fighters. We're for the fight. We want to see this pay. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, I actually appreciate, I can't believe I'm saying this, I appreciate Jake Paul for bringing these these. these these topics to light. I appreciate the fact that he's actually saying this and calling out Dana White. I do. But fighters, it's not up to Jake. It's not up to the media. It's up to you. Up to them. As much as we want to harp on the Paul brothers, we got to hop on to some other stuff. Of course, this weekend, we got a in the, face of, in the face of combat sports. In the face of combat sports. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't believe we did 35 minutes on the Paul brothers. But, hey. They're doing what they they're doing what they're doing for a reason. So hey, we gotta talk nice. about it. But this weekend, of course, we have the stacked, when I say stacked, the stacked UFC 263 card headlined by, of course, Israel Adesanya versus uh Marvin Vittoria, of course. We got Davidson Figueredo against Brandon Moreno, part two. That was fight of the year, maybe fight of the century, of course, last year. We got Leon. It was Edwards the second best fight of the last year. Second best fight, yeah. But they forget about Joanna and 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 and, and Welly. Uh, we got Leon Edwards coming back against a returning as well, Nate Diaz. That should be a great one. We got Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. That should be fun, of course. Great fight, man. So many fight. Craig and and Jamal Hill. That's going to be very good at light heavyweight. Right. This fight, I'm very excited for with uh, Riddle 
taking on Drew Dober. That's going to be fight so of the night. Good. Fight of Lord, the night. Lauren Murphy and Calderwood probably for number one contender against Valentina Shevchenko, even though Serge doesn't think they have a damn chance. But that is on there Fresh as me. well. Fresh and me. We got so much on this card, of course. But, of course, we're going to start with the main event of the evening. In a rematch, Israel Adesanya takes on Marvin Vittori. Serge, what chance does Marvin Vittori have? I'm just going to ask you straight up. What chance does he have against uh, Israel Adesanya? Because they're saying that was Israel Adesanya's closest fight. Did you feel the first one was that clo- was really that close? And do you think the second one would be any closer than it was? The fight wasn't that close, guys. It really wasn't that close. Go back and watch the fight again. And I know that in the Verdict Global scoring card, you know, which Verdict does an amazing job, all of them had um, Martin, Marvin Vittoria winning the third round, which I did as well because he was able to control and hold um, Israel Adesanya down. But if we remember that entire card, go back and watch it. On the feet, he was absolutely getting destroyed on the feet. Also, every time Marvin Vittori attempted to take down Adesanya, aside from that third round, he was literally getting stuffed at every moment. Now, a lot of people have admitted this, and they've said it. Adesanya's takedown defense, especially at middleweight, has gotten better and better each and every fight. To the point now that at middleweight, it's he's almost impossible to take down. So, I will say this. Okay, to answer your question, do I think the first fight was that close? No, I don't. I think people are, th- um, I think people are kind of just blowing smoke to try to sell this fight. So uh, let's start with that. I'll let you, like, we can get active. I, I'll, I'll let you, I'll start with that. I feel that Israel Adesanya is going to come in there with a crazy vengeance. Like, we're, we're, we're going to see a very, very charged up Israel Adesanya. Notice he has not done that much uh, media. media. He's been pretty quiet. Vittori's been doing a bunch of media. They did media together, and they're already blowing up. I'm excited to see what's going to happen on Thursday at the press conference because you know they are going to talk that talk. That's going to happen. So, of course, the animosity is going to be exciting to watch. And Vittori is a guy who has a temper, and I feel like that his temper is going to make him make so so many mistakes in there. And I feel that that Adesanya has shown that he is better. Martin Vittori has shown nothing that he is better. I respect him, of course, as a fighter, but he has – where has he gotten better? It's the same kind he of fight. He hasn't gotten better. Every, in every fight, we're seeing the same exact style. We got to see, unless he showed me something different, I could have this, this and that to say to him. But no, I think that Vittori is going to go in there with that mindset that I can just probably take him down and just out grapple him like he was, like uh, Blahovitz did. But remember, yep. different weight class, bigger guy, not going to happen. I don't see that happening. And I don't see that this fight is going to be that close. I, I, I'll be honest with you, this fight looks very similar to Adesanya versus um, Elvino, Bohachina, okay? Yeah. It's going to look similar to that. He's going to tear this dude apart. Um, I, Marvin Vittori not only has it, in my opinion, really gotten better, his skill set hasn't developed. He's not great anywhere. He's not a great striker. He's not the best striker. He's not the best grappler. He's not the best wrestler. He's good at everything to be a elite level fighter, but he hasn't grown. Now, also, let's talk about his record leading up to everybody's like, oh, he's on this great win streak. Who has he really beaten? (laughs) Who has he beaten? Let's be honest. Let's compare resumes. Why not? Right. 
Let's, let's look at Adesanya's resume, everybody who he's been in there with, the Kelvin Gaslam's of the world, the Robert Whitaker's of the world, the Anderson Silva's of the world. We can go down the list of the people that he's Brad beaten. Derek Brunson, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, Brad Varis. We th- th- Those five guys that I just mentioned are better than every single person that Marvin Vittori has beaten. Marvin Vittori got this, this he was gifted this because Robert Whitaker didn't um, wasn't able to to fight on this card, and Adesanya wanted to make sure that he was able to stay busy and consistent. He is a he is a active champion. It's just something that we all appreciate, and that's why he's such a big star in the sport. But Marvin Vittori got his butt whooped on the feet by somebody that is a much smaller man than him, and he even got rocked a couple points. And I'm talking about against um, Kevin Holland a couple of lights, uh, fights ago. He literally was given gifted a title shot because of a win versus a guy who is not a real 185 pounder. Why did he get this spot? Because guess what? The champion is already cleared the weight class out. And now he's starting to lap you guys like the other Nigerian is doing at, at uh, 170. Yeah, only and you know we gotta play some kind of a devil's advocate. Maybe Adesanya goes in there and he gets too overworked and he makes some stupid mistakes himself. Has he ever done that in the past? No, but it's possible. It is possible. You know why it's not possible? His last performance was pretty frustrating. I'm going to say it's not possible because of this. It's possible when you're dealing with an athlete who is not used to this type of animosity and tension and, and at this level. We're talking about a man that has over 100 combat sports career wins not fights wins he has over 100 career wins in the combination of mma kickboxing and boxing he has over 100 career wins you're not going to rattle that man in in the competition he's locked in he is solid he'll even he is even one of those guys that are willing to die in the ring to win you, marvin vittori has nothing in my opinion for the last style bender well, and another thing too, let's just say, when once again, playing devil, devil's advocate, if a Tory wins this, he probably got to do a three because then it'll be 1-1 one, one, and Robert Whitaker would have to wait a long time. So it was a little risky on Whitaker to do that, but I get it. He was just coming off a fight. You want to jump right into a training camp and not, not let your body heal? It's not smart. That's how a lot of these guys get injured. They just kind of just lose what they used to be because they keep drunk jumping into a training yeah. camp. So yeah. that'll be you interesting know sometimes. if, yeah, if Vittori wins, but Serge, who do you think is going to win this fight? What round and how? Adesanya, second round knockout. That's it. <laughs> I am going to say Israel Adesanya wins by decision, but it's going to be dominated. It's going to be like some 50, 43 because Vittori is a little bit, part of a guy to finish to be completely honest. So I think he dominates him for five complete rounds. 50-43 goes on to fight Robert Whitaker sometime in the, the fall. I think he beats Knocks Robert Whitaker. Like, I think he beats, thinks he beats him again. And then I think he tries to go back up and get that 205. Because I feel he's a guy to where if he didn't complete something, he wants to go back up there and he try it again. And it's yeah. not like he did a horrible job against Ablahovitz anyways. But Dude, it was 2-2 going into the fifth. Yeah, it was two it was. going into the fifth, and and I'll say, I think I think I I totally agree with you. I think he's going to go out here. I think he's going to beat Vittori. He's going to get Whitaker. He's going to beat Whitaker, and then I think he's going to take six months off and actually build his body up to actually be a legitimate two o five er. Yeah, if he does that, two o five ers. I'm telling you now, you can cancel Christmas. Y'all ain't winning shit there either. 
<laughs> and in the co-main event, talking to you got, too, Jerry. We got, <laughs> we got Brad Moreno taking on the UFC flyweight champion Davidson Figueredo. Man, who is a beast, an animal of a, of a of a human being. Serge, do you see this going the same way it did the first time, or are we going to see one of these guys go in there with some reckless abandon as they like to fight and maybe finish the other? I think this fight's going to be competitive. I think this fight is going to be because I think Brandon Moreno is a dog and he comes prepared. We're going to see. I, I don't think it's going to be the same because I think a lot of us forget. The champion wasn't able to go home last time. He won his title and then defended his title three weeks later. Yes, Brandon Moreno was also in that card and had to fight three weeks later. But he was able to go home and relax and heal up at home. The champion, who is a much bigger man, who has to cut a lot of weight, wasn't able to do that. So he wasn't able to recover fully. He wasn't able to hire, like, get to his body to the weight place he needed to before he had to cut weight once again. And we forget, I believe he ended up cutting weight a couple of months. Before, like, so it was two quick um, uh, weight cuts back to back. So how do I see this fight going? I think it's going to be a good fight. But I think the champion in this weight class is a champion for a reason. The man who saved, the man who saved the flyweight division. The baddest hairdresser in the land. The most savage sushi chef out there. The platinum blonde Davidson <laughs> Figueredo. <laughs> he is all of those things, man. The man does a lot of stuff in his life, and you got to appreciate that for him. But uh, I, don't th- I don't think this goes the same way it did the first time. I think Davidson made a big mistake. Uh, not made a big mistake. Well, yes, he did. Don't take five steps Especially being a champion, you have to be very careful and very tactical the way you go about all your fights because having that belt gives you a whole different kind of lifestyle and it gives you a different payday as well and a lot of other things that you get for being a champion. So I don't think that was still had him winning that fight. I think he won that too because it's one of those circumstances (laughs) where he dominates people so much that if anybody even hits a strike on him, oh my God, he caught him. He rocked him. Oh, he got him. I think this fight is going to be a very dominating performance by Davidson. I think Moreno is not going, he's not going to take Moreno out because Moreno is one of those, again, one of those guys who are very hard to finish. You're not going to go Tough in there Mexican. and just think you're going to submit him or knock him out. No, he clearly, he can take all those shots as he did back in the uh, November or December, whenever that fight was. December? He take, but he can take that. He can take the damage. I think it's going to be a dominating performance. And then I'm just a little nervous about the division because who else do you want to see Davidson fight? Do you want to see it? Is there any other intriguing matchup for Davidson that he hasn't beaten at flyweight? Tell me, I'm, am I not thinking about it? Who? Who? Triple C. Oh, Captain <laughs> Cringe Henry Cejudo. Where you at? You're taking everything I've worked for. Let's go. That's the fight. If he wants to go out there, you have a guy that's actually put his hit the division on his back. You think you're the best. You're flapping your gums. You just got engaged. If you really want to come back, if you're really about that action, he's still in, he's still in inside a testing pool. He's still waiting to come back. I am telling you right now, that is the fight to make. 
Man's is enjoying life too much. He's about to have a child. He's about to get married. All those things are stressful. And you think he's going to want to add more stress and take a fight with one of the best flyweights and have to cut that weight? There's no way. There's no way. If Triple C comes back, he is fighting that midget man from New Zealand, Alexander Volkanovsky. That's the only way I see him. No, he wants back. to. He wants to die there too. He wants to go. He wants. That's what he wants. He wants to go. Hey, listen. He's done a lot of stuff. I can't give him doubt. For I cannot give him any doubt. That'd be fun to watch. I'd watch it. It'd be fun. I don't know. But need a quick prediction because we're we're, we're we got some more things we got to talk about. Oh, uh, I I got to figure that'll win in this fight. Um, I'm, I actually am. I'm going knockout. I am going knockout. I'm going throw. I'm going <laughs> going second round knockout. Second round knockout. I'm gonna go fig by decision, dominating decision, fifty forty five all across. But this fight, I think I'm most excited for on the whole entire I card. Uh, Leon Rocky Edwards taking on Nate Diaz, man. Oh, I am so pumped for this fight. Nate Diaz is not even ranked in welterweight, but it just shows you the power that he has. Superstar. And just be like, you know what? I want the top three guy in the welterweight division. Give me that guy. Look, I'm I'm salivating out the mouth because I'm so I'm so excited. Give me the guy that nobody guy. wants to fight, and nobody wants to fight. And Leon Edwards, who not too many people know of, unfortunately, can make a huge name fighting a guy like Nate Diaz. So this was smart on his behalf. Serge, do you think would you would you be upset if Nate Diaz went in there and beat Edwards and got a title shot? This is just a circumstance that can happen. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset about it because one, we if he does win, it's a fresh matchup, right? We we haven't seen Usman's beat everybody else in the weight class. Um, obviously, aside from Wonder Boy, but he's essentially beaten everybody in the entire weight class. It's a new, it's a fresh matchup. It will give Usman the biggest payday of his life because Nate is a superstar. So I would absolutely love, 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 love if he was able to get that opportunity. And again, Nate has only had one title shot in his life. I mean, and that was against Benson Henderson way back in the day. So if he had an opportunity to go out here and actually get that title shot off of this one, I'd be so excited for him. I think it's a, it's a good, I think the fight itself is great. I think it's two guys with two amazing weight classes. Um, and I'm telling you, I think Leon Edwards is the best man not named Kamara Usman at 170. I, I am I am so high on this kid. I'm telling you, I think people have been sleep on him. The dude can strike. He can grapple. There's nothing. I mean, he got a hard rap because of the two-piece in a soda. I think people have been thinking he's a joke ever since then. I'm telling you, this dude is a three-piece. He had a three-piece in a soda. So, and my bad, Miami. <laughs> they had a three-piece in a soda. So, I look at that, and I, and I say, man, this is a dude who can actually – I think he would give Kamaru Usman a better fight than Colby Covington at this point in time. It's so crazy to me to see Nate Diaz and how much of a celebrity slash superstar he is. You see the first episode of Embedded. He's on a, he comes off a private jet. They're staying in a huge house. Huge house. He's got these chains on, these diamond iced out chains around his neck. Nate Diaz is a superstar, and he's been saying it for a long time. I am the guy that runs this game. I am the name. I hadn't gotten it. I am the man. And it is amazing to see him do that. But this is going to be tough. This is no easy it is be tough. This is no easy matchup to walk into. But stylistically, it's one of the smartest fights that Nate Diaz can choose because Leon Edwards isn't a guy that's going to be like, oh, let me wrestle you the whole time. Let me just have you on your back the whole time. 
No, yep. he's, not that, he's not that kind of a fighter. Can he do that? 100% because he is so well-rounded, but he's going to sit there and they are going to stand and they are going to go at it for sure. And I feel like it's going to be more of a competitive fight than some people might anticipate because Absolutely. Of how good Leon Edwards is. I agree. Leon Edwards is very good, but Nate Diaz is very durable. And Nate Diaz is very, very good, good at 170 pounds. Nate Diaz is a very good boxer. And Leon Edwards is a guy who likes to box. So I'm, I'm, I think... Mm -hmm. I just think about... I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think about the way that Masvidal was piecing up Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards, I think, is a more dynamic striker even because he uses more tools than, than uh, Masvidal does. Mm -hmm. This can go really bad for Nate. I'm just telling you. It can go really bad for Nate. Leon Edwards is good, guys. Like, he is so good. <laughs> I, I can't stress it enough. He's not bad anywhere. And but unlike Marvin Vittori, that's like, he's not, Marvin Vittori is not great everywhere. This dude's not bad anywhere. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? There is a difference. He is closer to being elite at all those places than like a Vittori is. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's how I look at those matchups. It, this is my ugly. But this is my thing too. Leon Edwards has never been on this big of a stage. This is his highest this that's is his true. highest quality like, fight ever that he's had. Like this, a lot of people are going to be watching that. It's going to be a full arena screaming for Diaz, and he's never been there before. So this is a true test to see him in a high-profile fight. Nate Diaz has done this plenty of times against a lot of different competitors. So we're going to see how he's going to perform against that. That is something. That is a hundred. Cowboy Cerrone. He did that beat a Cowboy Cerrone. That was not a high-profile. That was not a high-profile fight compared to Donald Cerrone is. It, Donald Cerrone, though, is, and I hear what you're saying. And it's not even that I'm like trying to. That's so why it's not even Shanghai or something. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And, and this is a far bigger platform. But I think as a competitor for him, in terms of the high profileness, no, because of the card and everything. But I think that Cowboy isn't obviously on the same level as celebrity as Nate Diaz, but I think he brings a lot. So he, I think he's felt a little bit of it. Obviously not to the same extent because now we're going to have the lights and it's going to be a big pay-per-view and it's going to be in Arizona and shit. But I think there's still there's still that something that goes to, to that Cerrone fight. Cowboy is Cowboy for a reason. For sure. But this is, this is going to be different for, for Leon. And I'm excited for him because I want, to, I want to see him in these high-profile fights because he deserves it. Man is on a long winning streak and he's had some unfortunate circumstances but I'm just praying to the MMA gods is not end on some weird technicality in a sense of Leon Edwards has had that poke issue Nate Diaz has that cut issue I don't want to see any of that happen so I'm praying to the MMA gods that doesn't happen but Serge let me get your prediction for this fight second round knocking on play uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to end up being um because this, this is weird. This is the third fight, you know, down, and it's also a five-rounder, right? And they don't ever do that. So it's interesting this is also a five-rounder. Um, I, I think it's going to be, I'm going to dominant decision, entertaining decision by Leon Edwards. Entertaining decision. I am going 100% to ride with Nate Diaz, and he's going to make a splash into the welterweight division oh, and defeat 
Edwards, and in those third, fourth, and fifth rounds, he's going to tire him out. He's going to be throwing some crazy, crazy, crazy punches to, me, to, to, to Leon Edwards that he's just going to be too tired to take. I think Nate Diaz beats him, 48-47 across the boards. 48-47. 48 I'm rocking with Stockton. I'm rocking with Stockton. I'm rocking with Stockton. I, I cannot wait to sit here next time and, and I'm just going to look at you. I'm not even going to say shit. We're going to turn the camera on. I'm just going to look at you. <laughs> we got to move on. some news uh, real quick, guys. Alistair Overy will be returning to glory kick boxing. He's coming back. Sir, do you think he'll be the same that he was when he was Uberim, or this is probably a bad decision by him? He probably should have retired because he is now, what, 43 years old? Yeah, he's 43 years old, and they're going to have him fight Rico Verhoeven? Are you crazy? Rico Verhoeven is the, is the best heavyweight to ever fight in glory, okay, uh, record-wise. Obviously, Uberim fought there back in the day when he was Uberim, when he was going against the likes of Tyrone Spung and Gokansaki. He was doing all these fights, and he was, he was just a marauder. He was jacked. He was walking through, and nobody in the history of kickboxing has the knees like a prime Alistair Overeem, okay? If you haven't had an opportunity to watch a prime Overeem, the dude is amazing. But at the same token, if you haven't been able to see Rico Verhoeven, he's young. He's a young, huge heavyweight. He throws great knees. He And now he's finally found his power, and he's knocking out the He's knocking out the likes of Abada Hari and others. Um, if you want to see a good fight, an Overeem fight in kickboxing, go back and watch the two matchups that he had with Badahari, some of the most fun fights that you'll ever see. Go back and watch his two fights with Tyrone Spung. Some of the most fun fights you're going to see. Go watch Rico Verhoeven's fight with Badahari as well. Go ahead and watch Tyra, um, um, Rico Verhoeven's fight with, um, uh, what's his name? I just had it and I freaking lost. Oh, uh, Benjamin Adagbui. Go watch this fight with Benjamin Adagbui. It was such an incredible matchup when you actually had saw him go in there slugging. This in glory, I, if you guys like striking, if you like stand-up, if you like straight fisticuffs, you want to watch glory. Um, but to answer the question, is, the, is he going to be the same? Man, that dude gets fucked up. He, don't need, he, he needs to go home. I think it's a bad idea. I think he's made plenty yes. of money. I think he should just become yes. a coach. You don't need to do this out over him. Peace out. Screw that that brain damage. It's not a good idea. And it's real quick, Errol Hawani's leaving ESPN. Nobody thought this would happen. Serge, do you think this is going to help or hurt ESPN? And who would you like to see them bring in? I um, I, I do think it hurts us. a little. That's why you say us. Bring I, it no, up. no, no. Hey, you you got to let, let me get to it. Let me get to it. Yeah, you got to let me get to it. You, you messed it up. You, you yeah, messed up bad, the bill. My bad, my bad. Um, I, go I got too excited. I got too excited. <laughs> uh, you messed up the bill. So here, is it going to hurt ESPN? To answer the first question, I, I think it is. I think it does hurt a little bit because he has two of the major shows, Ariel in DC or whatever, DC and Hawaii, and you have Ariel and the bad guy, right? So those are that's, that's a big hole that's leaving. Um, and he is really the face of combat sports. But good riddance. Because you just made space for the dynamic duo in MMA, brothers in combat, ESPN. Fuck with us. <laughs> Hawani, I'm coming for you. The brothers of destruction are coming for you. And what you're going to do when Surge and Mystic Black come to attack ESPN? We're coming for you. <laughs> Let's go, Uso. Let's go. But guys, 
We got an amazing card this weekend, of course. Make sure you watch UFC 263 from Arizona. It's going to be an amazing card from the prelims to the main card, of course. We will be back to discuss the results next week right here. Same place right here on YouTube. Brothers and come back. We out. And wait, Sergio, anything you want to say? Anything you want to add on? Let them know. That's how it is. Brothers of Combat. You know how we get down. Fight podcast. Love you guys. Make sure you guys are following. Mystic Black MMA everywhere. We'll be back. Appreciate you guys. We're out. Boom!